Hey everyone, welcome back to OK Ringo. I am your co-host Harrison Garcia. And I am Edward Bell, and today uh, we actually want to reveal what it's like to make an episode of OK Ringo. Um, We've never really addressed this before, but we actually record these well in advance, and we release them at a much, much later date. Yeah, as many people who uh, are faithful listeners know, we started recording this back in about April, right when everything was shut down, but then didn't really release them. <laughs> so we've just been releasing them more or less in the order we've recorded them in, but uh, we didn't actually start releasing them till about six months after we started. So you're probably listening to an episode uh, that was recorded six months ago. Yeah, and because of this, we just, the back keeps growing um so it's just going to be worse <laughs> as it goes on i mean eventually it's going to be to the point where we recorded an episode a full year ago yeah yeah it's really uh the deal i mean we're basically on a tv schedule you know where, where whatever you're listening to was what done you know qu- quite a bit ago and uh, that's all right you know there's a lot of editing that goes into this making tracks and stuff, you know. Yeah, we put tons of work into this. And because these are released so much later after they are recorded, I thought it would be fun today to make this sort of a time capsule episode. So, Harrison, do you have any messages for your future self? Nope. No, nothing. (laughs) Um, Well, for future Ed, stay gold. Have a good summer. I'm sure you made out with some girl from a different school. <laughs> Yours are actually worse than mine. Uh, <laughs> here I felt bad not yes-ending you, and here you yes-ended yourself, and I think I hated it more. I mean, my yeah, I always yes-end myself. You've seen my stand-up. It's just <laughs> <laughs> me liking me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much the whole deal. That's kind of your whole shit. No, what I'll say to my future self is um, drink either way less or way more, but whatever it is, make it a conscious decision. Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe drink some water. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That's uh, that's our, the message for everyone in the future. Not just us, but everyone. Just just drink more water. It's it's a good thing to do. It's, uh, it's been a nightmare this year. It's really like <laughs> it's impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's it's totally insane. We have fire. The Midwest just had like what they called a land hurricane, and now we're having like two actual hurricanes. Yeah, I mean that Bright Eyes record was definitely pretty good. So I guess <laughs> it was a nice way to cap off, you know, the end of humanity. Yeah, he just released a new record after what ten or fifteen years, and then all of the Midwest just gets devastated for a couple of weeks. I know how that goes, dude. I get it. Yeah, dude, it's a good way to bookend. <laughs> it was a good album, though. I liked it a lot. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised. There's a couple like outright guitar solos toward the end, which I was not expecting. Um, yeah, it was cool. Andy did a great job at actually like making it sound like Bright Eyes. I mean, I guess the other guys are in the band too. That probably helps. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it sounded like Bright Eyes. It didn't sound like his other bands. I was like, that's cool. He, well, it definitely that. sounds like the same kind of vibe of the last record. Like it kind of feels like he picked up more or less where he left off with it. But I, sure. I liked some of his solo records. Like he had a few that were decent. Yeah, but, I like yeah. Much all of his stuff. I'm a I'm a big Connor boy. Sure, sure, it's in your blood. It is Midwest DNA. We we don't have any celebrities, so when we even have the most minor of celebrities, we get real excited. Yeah, what I'm about to say is fantastically on brand. But the first record I ever got was Lifted, and then immediately after that, uh, Wide Awake It's Morning and Digital Ash. 
those were the first couple records I ever got on vinyl. And in some ways, like, I think I have to credit like Saddle Creek and the whole sort of Connor Oberst universe for getting me into vinyl at all. Cause he had all of his stuff out there and blame it on Connor lifted is like one of my favorite albums of all time. That's a fantastic record. That's a good one to get on vinyl. And then I also got the desk that first Desperacitos record, which I'm going to say is maybe my favorite thing he's ever done. That first Desperacitos record. Yeah, absolutely. You're the only other person who ever has brought that album up to me. And I think it's one of the, yeah, it's one of my favorite albums of all time. Cause it's yeah, Connor, but it's like it. punk and so good. Yeah. It's just, he's like, I just want to like scream for real. <laughs> I mean, I'll say, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I mean, Bright Eyes put on one of probably the best shows I've ever seen and one of the worst shows I've ever seen all in the same couple months span. Um, because when he <laughs> released those two records, so he released Wide Awake, It's Morning, which, I mean, I think is a perfect, perfect record. It's 10 songs. Absolutely. It, it builds beautifully from one song to the next. There's like callbacks in the lyrics. I mean, that record is, yeah, absolutely one of the best. But then also on the same day, he released Digital Ash and the Digital Earn, which is dog shit. <laughs> I still like it. I still, I like, I stand by it. It's different. It's like when Dylan went electric, yeah. you know? It's just, no, Con- no Connor went fuck techno. you for comparing that. No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Fuck you for comparing those two things. That is not at all what it is. I feel Same like that one was he wanted to move forward and instead made something that does not even age well. I figured like, all right, maybe as we go on, my opinion of this will change. And it is not at all. I listened to it recently. It is it is not that good. It's almost like he like heard the faint and was like, I just kind of want to try that. But it's, yeah, I mean, that's fair. He fucking loves the faint. He's the biggest faint yeah. fan. Well, so the best show he ever put on was more or less the release show for Wide Awake It's Morning. Like it was that tour. It was a town hall in New York. It was an amazing show. It was the week that he put out the uh, When the President Talks to God, his absolutely Dylan single yeah. you can compare him to dylan on that one because he was sure. totally trying to be <laughs> and yeah he played that like the encore was basically him playing that alone and then them playing road to joy where they all just destroyed everything on stage uh, at the cool. end of road to joy yeah and it just the show was so unbelievably mind-blowingly good and then a couple months later he played uh, a digital ash in the digital urn tour show at webster hall in new york which is a dance club it's a straight up dance club but he played there with the faint opening and the thing killed, like they were so freaking good. And then the show for bright eyes should have been good, but Connor <laughs> was drunk as fuck. And he got more abusive to the crowd as the show went on. Yeah. I've seen him twice. Never as bright eyes. I only saw him as Conroe burst, but yeah, one time it was like a stripped down thing where it was just him. And I think Mike Mogus, um, it would just play like one other random instrument. (laughs) It was not consistent from song. Sometimes you play the bass line, the piano, sometimes (laughs) you play a fucking wind chime. Like it was (laughs) all over the place. They had a lot of weird percussion stuff. That was like, that guy's the ultimate side, man. He totally is. Absolutely. He'd be waiting, like counting in his head for when he's going to come in. It was right. 
it was good. Um, but that was in like a little theater and that was cool. But he definitely was drinking that whole show. You could see him drinking the whole time. He did almost no talking in between songs. Interesting. Interesting. Cause I distinctly remember that at the town hall show, like the really good one, he was drinking the whole time. He was pounding rolling rock. I distinctly remember it. It's funny. The stuff you remember from like the big shows you saw when you were like a kid. Like I remember thinking that rolling rock was a cool beer when I started drinking. I don't know what you're talking about. Rolling Rock is a very cool beer. It's usually like two bucks. Yeah, it's usually two bucks, but it's not like a good beer. But I will say that it's a great beer to pound to the face when you're playing a show. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> it's 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 practically like water. <laughs> uh, but then at uh, Digital Ash, I got a much darker vibe from him that night. Um, because he he like fell over several times. And, like, at one point, like, the mic stand, like, fucked up, and he went on this whole, like, rant about how, like, Britney Spears doesn't have to deal with this kind of shit, and she probably has a real fucking uh, road crew, and all this kind of stuff. Sucks. Yeah, and it wasn't even, like, funny. It was just, like, straight-up abusive. And then at one point, and this is why maybe my opinion of that record has never been that great, but at one point, he said to the crowd, very slurred, we're not playing any of that folk shit tonight. If you want to hear some <laughs> of that folk shit, come back some other fucking night. And then went into a digital ash song. And it just, it wasn't that, like, it should have been good. And it wasn't even close. Yeah, that's, I mean, that sounds like it sucks. Uh, I saw him wine drunk. You saw him rolling rock drunk. So it's, it's different. Yeah. All right, so what genre does Bright Eyes fall into? Is Bright Eyes emo or what? Oh, yeah, I mean, technically, yes. But if but, you were... But technically, what does what technically mean? We're, his first couple records were maybe more emo, but certainly at a certain point onward, it was not what we consider emo. Yeah, absolutely. It developed more folky, like, uh, what was that, Casadega one or whatever? That was pretty... He wanted that to be like a country album or something. Yeah, I mean, even a lot of the back end of Wide Awake It's Morning is country. You know, even yeah. A couple songs on Lifted have sort of that vibe. You know, like the, the, the fourth side of Lifted is almost all like, you know, more Johnny Cash than it is like, you know, Dashboard Confessional. Yeah, that is a really good point. And it seems like the genre labels actually only sort of dictates how your fan base finds you. Because if you had if you had labeled Conor O'Burst or Bright Eyes as a country act and tried to market him that way, I think he'd have a very different fan base. It would he not would have like, no fan base because country <laughs> folks I don't think would like him. No, they'd be like, so he's got a terrible voice. voice. Like, yeah, there's a pedal steel in there, but he's got an awful voice and he's singing about what? He's singing <laughs> about drugs and girls and stuff. Like that's <laughs> weird. Yeah. yeah, everyone knows that modern country you can only sing about your dog and God and beer. I mean, he sings about God. He definitely does that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but not positively. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, think he's a fan based on most of what I've heard from him. No, no, he does not seem to be given God five stars. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You know, but yeah, I think like he's a good example. Like, like he found. I, I, I will argue that I'm not sure if Connor Overs would have had as easy of a time finding a fan base if he didn't start his own label. 
Yeah, I think he would have been totally fucked. I, I also think that's just because of where he was living. Like, just being near that, I, I grew up like four hours away from that. That was the only thing, you know? Right. <laughs> like, they created... Right. he was the game. only game in town. Yeah, they now, created... Even the when he moved, he still was kind of like the big thing. But it's not... If he would have signed to a label, I'm not sure if he would have been marketed the right way. I think it could have been totally possible that a late 90s, early 2000s, you know, early Bright Eyes could have gotten signed to a major label and Fevers and Mirrors could have come out and nobody would have listened to it because it wouldn't have found the right people. I think that's entirely a plausible scenario. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to say that, yeah, labels are only used for marketing purposes and they don't actually serve a practical purpose beyond that. Right. And in a lot of cases, people get into stuff that you know, has all kinds of different bands. And, and I, I think bands like that are interesting that have, like, a pretty wide fan base. There are some bands who I feel like definitely start one way and then they pick up a lot of fans along the way that you wouldn't necessarily think of. Like, we've talked about it on previous podcasts, but, like, Pearl Jam is an interesting example of that. Um, yeah. They sure. started as, like, a grunge band, and then the longer Pearl Jam were around, the more that, like like jocks and like dudes who like hang out in the gym got into Pearl Jam, right? I think that most bands that have a fan base that is like the jock type, they have to feel pretty weird about that because the majority of musicians were not athletic people. <laughs> That's why they, yeah. they picked music. <laughs> exactly, you know? exactly. It would be weird to be playing to the same guys that were like once giving you wedgies or whatever. It's definitely happening a lot. You know, you think that Marilyn Manson doesn't have a bunch of fans who are super aggro fucks oh yeah you definitely have a lot of fans that he he would not like that he would not hang out with we need it i I agree with you the broad genres do help you know people who are generally into rock get into things with guitars but at this point i feel like when people say rock music literally all they mean is it has a guitar in it that is 100 percent true (laughs) because guitars are just shit on in modern music yeah, yeah, because everything can be made electronically now, so you almost, like, don't need a guitar. You know, but I think, like, Bright Eyes is another interesting example of how, like, the term singer-songwriter is sort of ridiculous. That one is really meaningless, because isn't everybody that sings their own songs a singer-songwriter? It's just come to describe music that you know was primarily written by one person by themselves. But there's a ton of stuff that's written that way, and then basically orchestrated for a band. So yeah, it's like a stupid term that then became a genre, but it's totally meaningless. Even know if that's a good one for marketing. I don't think people that like singer-songwriter music are <laughs> looking under Spotify for singer-songwriter playlists. I don't think that's how they look for their music. So yeah, some right. of them are totally, totally unnecessary. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. But, like, you know, movies don't have genres, really. I mean, they do. They have action movies and comedies and <laughs> dramas broadly. But within that, there's, like, so many things that also fall totally in between those things. And if I think they categorize movies the same way, I just don't know if it would work. I don't know if it would work. That's true. I think movies probably do genres the best because they're extremely broad. Right. And mainly just for marketing. Yeah, no, I think you're right. So, yeah, pretty much like every other podcast we've had up until this point, 
um, what we've essentially been talking about this whole time is that corporations have fucked up marketing and they've ruined everything <laughs> with it. <laughs> it does. It's a reoccurring theme. The kids yeah. like it. We, you like yeah. it. Yeah, if you were to, if you were to sort our podcast into a genre, it would probably be uh, corporations suck. Number one, <laughs> generally rock music is cool. Number two, <laughs> and then guitar. Guitar is just the third one. Guitar, yeah, we just, guitar, and then comedy is like a distant fourth. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Just got done watching Netflix's Cuties. Pretty good, man. Pretty good. The reviews. <laughs> the reviews are right. What is specific reviews are you <laughs> referring to? Because I've seen all sorts of opinions about this movie on the internet. No one read it, read the reviews. They just looked at the poster. The movie's got a lot of heart. That's what it seems like. From what I've heard, it's basically <laughs> just a coming-of-age film. And people looked at the poster and was like, Bleh! but they're wrong. No, I didn't really watch it. I just was being an idiot, but... <laughs> I was going to say, I think it's strange to watch that movie at 5 o'clock on a Monday. That definitely yeah, and Bobby's like not a... here, so it oh, would be real weird. Oh, is that what's going on? Okay. You can, just, <laughs> you can just admit you've been watching porn then. <laughs> no, she's been gone for like 10 minutes, so I'm done watching porn. All right, great. You've already, you've already <laughs> came twice. Is that what you're telling me, Ed? Absolutely. Nice and relaxed. Yeah, that's how I get it. I always got to do it once before and once halfway through the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that tracks. That sounds about right. You do get Another way way. better halfway through the podcast. Exactly. I just get too ramped up and just reel it back. <laughs> You're the Denver Nuggets of podcasters and that you only get good in the second half. Is that what they're doing at halftime? Just jerking it off? <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that, that's certainly what it seemed to be in the last two series. Uh, the, yeah, because each time it's gone to game seven, they've gone down 3-1 and then come back and won four games in a row. But every game, they absolutely suck in the first half. And then about halfway through the third quarter, like realize they're playing in the NBA finals and like turn it <laughs> up. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds like somebody's got some inside betting. Trying to... Trying to rig it, uh, make it look like they're going to lose. I don't yeah, trust maybe. it. Interesting. There's no audience now. There's no one verifying anything. You don't know what's, what's happening during those commercial breaks. You're one comment away from being a QAnon guy right now. <laughs> well, actually, I'm president of that channel now that you bring it up. <laughs> Good for you, but, man. Good for you. Yeah, I didn't expect it to catch on like it did, but really, it just skyrocketed. What's your angle? What's the specific uh, QAnon conspiracy that you've been pushing? Uh, <laughs> I actually don't know any of them. I've never, I've never looked at it. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's literally all trolls, and anyone that like had followed it from the beginning could see exactly what the deal is. And they're just pushing ridiculous conspiracy theories that Donald Trump is leading uh, the fight against a pedophile ring that apparently only Democrats engage in. Uh, and yeah, Donald sure. Trump has been fighting it. Yeah, <laughs> Donald Trump's been fighting it from the inside since the beginning, uh, and the whole PizzaGate thing, and there was a whole thing with Wayfair sex trafficking people. And oh, now, that was them. I knew that Wayfair. Was all yeah. all yeah. of that stuff comes from the whole PizzaGate thing, and all of that comes from these QAnon fucks. And yeah, now everyone on the internet just comments like horrible nonsense 
anytime children are involved and they ruin everything. I just like in this world that even um, child sex slaves will not fuck Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, thank you. Well, they'll only do it for money. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. for love for the, <laughs> the Dems. Yeah, that that's the thing that like I think is so disappointing about the last few years of conspiracy theories is that they're they're really lazy. Like they're not even trying very hard. They're just so stupid on its face, you know. Um, like, did you hear about how in Oregon there are people who won't leave their homes because they think that like Antifa is lighting the fires? Yeah, I have heard that, and that's that's hilarious because we all know that Antifa is a real thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're card-carrying members, and they they give out <laughs> gas and lighters for free. Um, but yeah, man. But people have been listening to radio scanners, and they hear BLM, and they think it's Black Lives Matter. But what they're actually talking about on fucking police scanners while the forest is burning is the Bureau of Land Management. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, no shit. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, and it's like people who can't even bother to Google things. It's like, okay, you're already posting this on 4chan or 8chan or Reddit. The least you can do is like Google one basic fact before you put this out there. Well, Google is an evil liberal-powered search engine. Mm, that explains it. <laughs> That's why you're yeah. so good at it. Is that what you're saying? Is this a exactly. Yeah, that is exactly why I'm the best at it. Yeah, and, and Bing, of course, is a Republican. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just kidding. There's some, this little probably on Ask Jeeves or something. Is Ask Jeeves still around? I think it's Ask.com now. I think they fired Jeeves due to, you know, re recent economic turns, but I think it still is around. <laughs> I'll be honest. If there is any fictional character that would have gotten me too'd, it definitely <laughs> would have been Jeeves. It definitely yeah. would have been Jeeves. Jeeves is up to shenanigans. And also, I I like that they realized that they had to get rid of a guy, like a, a human sponsor guy to get people to actually search for the things they really wanted to search for on the internet. I don't want Jeeves yeah. knowing my history. Something about that is definitely like very late 90s thinking that like you had to have like a guy to talk to. And then Google was like, no, nah, we're Google. Type your shit in. We're good. <laughs> we're like, I trust you, Google. Yeah. Yeah. You remember like the early, like, I remember like early ads, like on TV, watching them when I was a kid, like for things like, you know, Cisco and Quest and AOL and all that stuff. And it's so funny that they had to like sell people on that idea. Like, it's all right. You're, you're talking to a guy. He's a character. His name is Jeeves. And like, he's cool. And then everyone realized like, no, I don't care. I just want to type my creepy shit into Yahoo or Google. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think the only thing Ask Jeeves is used for now is just looking up Yahoo. That's just for people who <laughs> <laughs> need to find Yahoo and can't remember the full website. Yeah, and I can tell you firsthand that there's a lot of people out there in the world who are like that. Anybody that uses Ask Jeeves is still typing in www. That's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they're and they're doing it like on a computer that somehow still has Windows 95. Windows 95, good year. Good year for It was for a great year, man. It was a great year. If software aged the same way that wine did, it'd be the best year. But I remember using a, 
a windows 95 computer to like try to record like music or something and i recorded like literally four minutes and it was like your hard drive is full (laughs) (laughs) did you do multiple tracks on your like windows pro tools or whatever it was uh, it wasn't even Pro Tools. I didn't even have Pro Tools back then. I think it was just called like Recorder. <laughs> nice. It was just like a red button. Yeah, I definitely had a single microphone. It was like an early sort of like webcam, but just a microphone. Uh, and I definitely just recorded myself playing and singing into there. But I could never do anything really like production heavy on that at all. Hell no. No one had the processing power back then. Yeah. And then like a couple years later, it was my, I think, sophomore, maybe junior year of high school, where I got one of the early M boxes, the tall one with the blue face that came with Pro Tools. And I put that on my parents' computer and it ran slow, but it definitely ran. And I could do multiple tracks and uh, it didn't make it sound any better because I couldn't play in time with any of it. But <laughs> You didn't want to waste the track on a metronome. That'd be too. <laughs> yeah, too yeah dude, I wasn't gonna play to a metronome, man. I was trying to make real fucking art, you know. Yeah, because back then they didn't have recordings of metronomes on vinyl yet, so it would have been really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would have been it, logistically, it would have been impossible. God, yeah, that's the that's the M box everybody had. That's the, I think the third one they came out with, the blue and white one. That was the best one, man, and it was relatively cheap. I mean, I remember it being, you know couple hundred bucks which you know i was able to make using my like dunkin donuts summer money i bought that and like a small drum set and you know that was it using i couldn't play in time i couldn't play in time right (laughs) using dunkin donuts money to buy a drum set is the most american story i've ever heard yeah no dude absolutely that's the origin story of every single band and (laughs) that's what i told myself and all my friends uh, as we recorded yeah in retrospect i i really do feel bad for my parents because they had to listen to all that bullshit yeah i remember learning how to play music i remember i would literally play for like six hours at a time it's just all i would do all summer and it was like two songs because <laughs> yeah that was overwhelming that's how you got to do it man just over and over again the drums are the worst though man your parents must have really loved you anybody <laughs> Anybody that lets their kids play the drums, that's a lot of love. Yeah, yeah. And I never took like, any lessons on the drums. I took like, guitar lessons, but I had friends that would come over too and play. You know, we'd all jam in the basement. Yeah, there's no way it sounded good. What was I, Young Harrison singing about? Oh, everything you think. <laughs> like, I, I remember I had a song called uh, The Most Confusing Word, and the chorus is Love is the Most Confusing Word. I know uh that was a dumb one and i had like all kinds of you know stupid shit that i'd base on books like we had to read one flew over the cuckoo's nest and i remember writing like a drop d like droney ass (laughs) thing about that you know (laughs) absolutely yeah anytime you uh, (laughs) have any sort of reference to a book you got to do it in drop d i was lucky that like in my hometown there was two coffee shops my like freshman and sophomore year of high school that had open mics so just like with comedy you know the ability to go up at least once a week or something was really good um because you know you write new shit or i just learned a lot of covers too it was a lot right. of bright eyes definitely bright eyes death cab bob dylan neil young all that shit 
God, I'm surprised that you made it out of that that coffee shop without just being eaten alive by the ladies. <laughs> I don't know. Like when you played music, were there groupies? Because when I played music, it was definitely not like that. No, groupies are a made up thing. That's uh, and then yeah, when, it's if a they lie. are, it's a fucking lie. If they are a real thing, it's actually very creepy because it's like you're 25 or whatever, and they're 16. You're like, I can't hang out with you. That's extremely strange. Yeah, absolutely. No, it was mostly to like other high school students for the most part. I mean, the open mics at coffee shops, there were adults there, but they were all there to play and they didn't care. Um, yeah, I, I never did the open mic for music thing because I played bass and that would have just been pretty sad. <laughs> so how did you get into bass specifically? Like, did you play guitar first? Hell no, man. It was the last one left. Uh, <laughs> I knew people that played guitar, and then my sister started playing the drums, so I was like, I'll play the bass. Yeah, that's interesting. I, so I'm the oldest of four, and my younger brother made a similar calculation because he started on bass as well, and I think it was because I played guitar. But then he also started playing guitar, and then we would jam with two guitars, and that was always better. Yeah, I don't really know what nerd actually dreams about playing bass. It usually just goes to right. whichever friend is the tallest. That's yeah. Like I've I've never <laughs> met anyone that like like chose the bass initially if it wasn't for like either because they had a sibling who played another instrument or because they already played guitar and they met someone who was a better guitar player than them. Yeah, you you meet somebody that makes you go like, I'm not gonna learn guitar like that. And like when I was in college, I met like a guy who I ended up forming a band with. And he was like super raw, like didn't have a lot of training, but he was just like naturally so good. And I ended up just would always fall in like the rhythm guitar part. And so it was like me on rhythm guitar, this other dude playing leads just naturally and then a piano player and we're like well and we we had a drummer as well like lined up who was going to play with us and we're like well should we find a bass player and i i said out loud yeah we could do that or i could just go and buy a bass from a pawn shop and we could book a gig tomorrow right do you like playing with um trained people or like self-taught people more do you notice a difference i've noticed it doesn't matter to me how much training they have or not, as long as they're a good collaborator. As you and I have learned, certainly doing comedy, there are people who have different kinds of skills. And I'd rather play with someone who knows how to play with other people rather than play with like a total genius. Yeah, that that's fair. You you had a bunch of guitar training. Did you have any voice training? Uh, I did, I did. Uh, I was in choir for a while, but then I also did this thing where I was at this like music school where I started with guitar and then this woman took it over who was both a piano and voice teacher. And so my senior year of high school, I did both. We do like a half hour of voice lessons and a half hour of piano lessons because I already knew how to play guitar um, yeah, pretty sure. much. And then so, yeah, we just did that. And that was cool because I just learned how to play piano. And then mostly just how to like project from your diaphragm. So did you just play the the one Bright Eyes song from each album that's on piano? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, dude, we straight up played like hot cross buns and shit like that. Uh, all the like little kid stuff, because that was what she knew. And then just chords. I mean, it was just chords. And then for vocals, it was <laughs> a mixture of male rock baritones. So Bruce Springsteen, 
Bob Dylan and the Beatles almost exclusively. Uh, Jesus, I did. I just, I would love more videos of Harrison yeah. singing me songs on the. I band. don't, I don't know if there's a video of this, but that music school, that music school used to do a recital, and you will love this. That music school used to do a recital every year, and so one year, and it was at a church, and that one year I played it, and the song I chose was "Road to Joy." Fucking. <laughs> bright eyes <laughs> and i remember my mom got pissed not because i cursed because i changed the thing at the end so that i didn't have to curse in the church but there's a line in there about something about like like uh, they have their religion keeps away loneliness my mom was like you're in a church that's disrespectful yeah. <laughs> if you sing that in here and she wasn't wrong. She wasn't yeah. wrong. But I was like 12. I thought it was badass. And then you showed her up by smashing the set, just like Connor would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not exactly, but that's that's what happened in my mind. That's it. The show's over. We did it. You did it. We did it. Everyone involved did it. If you're still listening at this point. Thank you. We're kind of amazed you're still here. Yeah, and you're probably bored if you're still listening to this point. So if you need any updates on us, our shows, future podcasts, any announcements at all, you can always find those at okringo.com. And that is available anywhere you surf the Internet. So whether that's your computer or your phone or your tablets, uh, don't pick up the phone. You're not going to be able to find it on there. But if you've made it far enough to look up okringo.com, you can also look the both of us up on social media. I'm Harrison Graham Sia on the gram. And I'm at not made for TV on all socials. And if you're still looking for stuff to do, please go and rate and review us wherever you get podcasts. It, it helps people find us. It doesn't have to be where you get podcasts either. You know, maybe go to Yelp, maybe go to Amazon, you know, review us on there. Pick any product, any product at all. Leave us a review in that product. Uh, it'll be a challenge to find it. Yeah. Um, or if you want to do it on Yelp, uh, I encourage you to find your local post office and then post a review of this podcast there. Yeah, and actually, you want what you want to do is you want to physically write that out on paper and then send that to the post office using a stamp. That'll actually help the post office out quite a bit. Yeah, you help them, you help us, and uh, make sure you address it to the postmaster general. He really needs to hear these. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs>